Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 Podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And before you listen to this episode, I just got to let you know, I need you to stop what you're doing. Go to blkrenaissance.com, and I need you to shop for the culture. That's right. Anytime you use the promo code LLC20 at Black Renaissance Clothing's website, you will get 20% off your order. Off rip. No questions asked. So do me a favor and do it for the culture. Peace. Hey, this is KJ, and I have a question for you. When was the last time you got something nice for yourself? (laughs) That's what I thought. So why not visit www.theblurredsyndicate.com and get something that will help you express who you really are. They've got shirts, mugs, purses, mouse pads, and even aprons for the grillers of the family. So if you're a fan of anime, pro wrestling, or hell, even the Golden Girls, the Blurred Syndicate has got you covered. Also, if you use the code LLC20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So what are you waiting on? I got mine. Come get yours. And remember to join the BS. Hey, this is Butter So Fly of Powerlines Poetry here to let you know anytime I feel good, I have to look good. So you have to listen to me. Make sure you go to gurudesigns.com. Use a three instead of an E. The website is great. So you can get something for yourself. And then she makes custom clothes for men too. And guess what? I got a promo code for you. Use 20 slash 20 and it'll get you 15% off of any order, $25 or more. You can't beat that. Go to gurudesigns.com. Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get. A bigger the front of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keeping the real and stay silent just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like folders. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll. Well, we'll be on a whole different we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed. Yeah, got the kind of flow that rocked the boat. On my 16s of pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic, then grab some rope. Matter of fact, better grab some hope while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. The show is 2020, no need to zoom in. Yeah. Now I know it says live, but it's just record only. So it's, gotcha. It's, um, actual crowd watching us. Um, the reason I didn't want to do them live is because just in case somebody wants to take something back, you know, mm-hmm. it's easier to edit. You know, um, exactly. Once this up is stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't hear him. Oh, I thought you was worried about me hearing him. Oh, it's just a uh, pillow. Uh, what else is it? What was we talking about? We was talking about something. Um, what you did for a living. And oh, yeah. editing. Yeah, I just I fix shit and um my goal one day is to just be a producer. Mm-hmm. Just Mine is to just be a story st- be a storyteller. That's it. That's yeah, all I want to like, do is tell stories. It. So 
I am working on everything I need to work on so I can stop working so much. Mm -hmm. Credit, buying a home. I'm doing all that. My goal is to buy a home before the year is out. My credit is, yeah. I'm finally seeing the fruits of working on your credit. I'm finally seeing it. And uh, I'm thankful. So what I'm doing is um, surrounding myself with people who are doing what I want to do. Or there being what I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I do. Man. And uh, I'm thankful because I realize I look at all y'all. And I, I get so excited when we, we get to hang. Because I'm reminded that I'm not alone in like pursuing mm-hmm. the dream. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. That's that's pretty much me in a, in a, in a little short dissertation there. How are you? How are you doing today? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. The week was okay. You know, I knew it was a short week, so I had a a good mindset about it. Mm. I uh, took off today because we're getting ready for the Mr.'s birthday celebration. So we went to the barber shop today and got got all lined up and freshened up. And then we went to lunch. And he had orders to get out, and I think he's out on the delivery right now. Mm, okay, man. It seems like right when y'all best events are like when I'm on call, or I, <laughs> I previously set something up. Yeah, and I, I be hating it. Um, I, I hope I hope y'all have a blast, man. I, I do too. I'm excited. Oh, when will this go? Oh, I gotta. I say I have a really juicy story to tell you about this weekend. Uh, does it need to be offline or? Um, no, it doesn't need to be offline. I mean, it has to do with marriage and you know doing for your husband. And I uh, hope he's not outside the door. But I've been <laughs> rehearsing and I have a dance that I'm going to perform for him at his oh. birthday on Saturday. Yeah, it's the UGK song. <laughs> what song? <laughs> Shake what it off. Oh, that's my shit. That is my anthem. <laughs> Maybe oh. I've been rehearsing. I've been rehearsing all week, so I'm very excited. So Yo. when he hears this, he'll be like, "Oh shit, she pulled one. Of- she pulled a fast one on me." That's dope, man. Because <laughs> he listens. Mm, see, and that's that's another thing. Support is like the sexiest thing of all time. I don't care when anybody say. Well, let me say for me. Gotcha. Let me, let me clarify that. Because um, <laughs> acts of service and words of affirmation are like huge for me. So anytime you get somebody that genuinely can support you or let you know they see what you're doing and recognize it, I love it. Yeah. Love it. So kudos to y'all, man, for for being able to do that and and doing for each other, man. Like oh, I even pay God. attention to the way y'all interact and the way y'all acknowledge <laughs> each other. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Yeah. I love it. <sighs> Yeah, I call myself getting in a little relationship. And uh it's it's when when you haven't been in one for a long time, mm-hmm. it takes some getting used to. Yes. Um yeah, you you have to have your patience. And uh just as I was patient with her, she was definitely patient with me because her and I dated for over two years. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, you know how people are. They want to pressure you into. So when you go, you know, they gonna marry me. 
Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> we <laughs> can't help it. We're conditioned that way. You yeah. know, they raise us up that way from little girls when they buy us Barbie dolls and baby dolls. Mm-hmm. We're conditioned that way. It just, it's it's so. It's tough. Yes, man. And, and I understand y'all are under pressure and scrutiny. But pressure don't always make diamonds, man. No, it does not. And then the funny thing is, is y'all are conditioned exactly opposite. Boys are conditioned to go out and adventure, you know, get an education, climb the mountain. And girls are given baby dolls and we're taught to be a mother. But you can't be a mother without a boy. (laughs) You have to have the boy. And the boy's out adventuring. (laughs) Yep. We're out there frolicking. Frolicking. Uh, I think we both should be conditioned to frolic. I fucking agree. (laughs) I fucking agree because I've seen arguments that happen Mm -hmm. from two different perspectives where neither person was wrong. They just didn't agree. You know, Mm -hmm. um, one was from the perspective of, you know, I, I, I just lived life, but now I want to do this with you. And the other perspective was, well, I haven't lived life, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm not ready to do this. And so both of them were right. They just wouldn't write for each other at the current place they were because of, you know, customs. You know? And you can only agree to disagree so much. Yep. Before you have to, you know, <laughs> agree to disband. Right. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts, man. So, man, that and that's that's kind of a good segue. And uh, okay. for everyone that's here, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the ALLC, you know, you know, and uh, I'm joined by the one, the only Grio Erotica, Duchess Cashmere. How are you doing? Hello, lovers. <laughs> Thank you for having fan. me. <laughs> I didn't even see the fan. You just called there's me all the way off There's always a fan when it comes to Duchess, darling. Always. <laughs> I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. All right. So this series is women on marriage and to those of you who are listening for the first time just to give a i guess a backstory on what occurred um earlier this year i released a series called men on marriage the reason being several of my listeners who majority were women uh were saying that they don't hear men speaking on marriage as much as women speak on marriage publicly i'd say and I combated it. I said, no, we talk about it all the time. But we talk about it amongst ourselves because there are varying viewpoints that we can't say uh, out loud without being scrutinized, you know, without mixed being company. Added. Right. You know, certain we things you can start, certain stuff you don't say in mixed company. Correct. So and it's and it's, it's not necessarily that there are things to hide, but it's just reading the room, you know, to make mm-hmm. a long story short. You know, you don't want to offend anybody. So I said, you know what? Let's put our big boy draws on. Let's have the conversation. And the response was so welcoming. It was so enlightening. Uh, speaking to a variety of black men, talk about love in different ways. I had some who were burned by it. I had some that, although they were hurt, they continue to pursue love, you know, keeping to their original morals of, yo, I want to be a great husband, regardless mm-hmm. of marriage even had some that came from a perspective spiritually saying that no i made this promise to god with my wife and i'm going to do that and you know Mm -hmm. i I thought that was great may not be Mm -hmm. something i fully agree with you know in those different perspectives but 
I love hearing different perspectives. So mm-hmm. naturally, I want to come back around and talk to my women, black women. Okay. Yes. And Duchess, you are married. I am married. Yes. And I'm here to pick your brain. Okay. So before we get started, thank you so much for taking time out your day to let me peruse through that mind of yours as brilliant as you are. Thank so, you. Thank you. As I've started the previous uh, conversations, I mm-hmm. like sessions with, Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you about definitions. All right. I have three words that are mm-hmm. reoccurring when it comes to talks about marriage. Mm-hmm. Those three words are expectations, mm-hmm. boundaries, mm-hmm. and standards. Okay. So, Duchess, I did not give you these questions in advance on purpose. I'm a research girl. I like to, I wanted to research. I know it, and I can't have that. Uh, okay. So, okay. <laughs> so, my first question is, and, and don't worry, we will pause between them. I'm not asking. Okay. You know, you don't want a dissertation. Right, right. So Good. what is your definition <clears throat> of an expectation? An expectation. Yes. Expectation to me is something that you think you want mm. because of how you've been conditioned. I use the word conditioned a lot. That's my word. But yeah, I think an expectation is something that you think you want because Mm -hmm. of what you've been taught previously or what you see around you. Like, hey, I like that. I want that right there. Man. Okay. Okay. I like that. Okay. So the reason I'm asking this is because Mm -hmm. communication is key. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've noticed is when it comes to men and women, sometimes we interpret words differently. And words mm-hmm. are the basis of communication. So I hit up my homegirl. You know, you may have heard of her. Her name is Miriam Webster. She makes dictionaries. Okay. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> so the definition, according to Miriam, okay. of an expectation is something expected. The basis of expecting and the prospects of inheritance. So when you receive something is what you have for it to when you receive something. Mm-hmm. So what you in your mind have the basis of what you think you're going to get when you receive something, when you inherit something, when you get something. So when okay. you gain a boyfriend, a husband, or a mate, mm-hmm. what you expect that comes with that. So yes, mm-hmm. I agree with your point. All right. So the next word, boundaries. So Duchess Cashman, <laughs> what is your definition of a boundary? A boundary. A boundary would be like what I have in place for me to protect me. Mm. Like, you know, I always think about like uh, big fences, like don't, don't, this is my space right here. So that's a boundary is like a, a perimeter that I set for myself. I love it. I love it. Okay. That's that's pretty spot on because Miriam M. Dub, as I like to call her, <laughs> she lives as, um, defines a boundary as something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. So like okay. you said, you know, your limit, your, your boundary, your defining line of how mm-hmm. far something can go. Yeah. All right. Final word. Okay. 
standard. Standard. What is your definition of a standard? A standard would be ooh, another word I like because I use it in my vanilla job is guideline. A standard is the guideline because whatever you do, you got to go back and see, well, how do I measure this? How do I weigh this for me to decide what I want to do? Mm, that's pretty spot on. All right. Standard, something established by authority, custom, a general consent as a model or example. I'm so smart. <laughs> you know, I'm like, ah, damn, that's pretty good. Okay. Now, again, the reason that I want to peruse those, I do not like comparing people's um, definitions or saying they're right or wrong. Far from Okay. It. What I'm just trying to do is get a basis of understanding of how different people interpret things differently. That's the gotcha. whole purpose of that exercise. Okay. So, now, let's let's get into it. Okay. How long have you been married? Oh, let me get my calculator out. <laughs> it's really been a whirlwind romance between the okay. two of us. We got married in 2016. Okay, okay, okay. Now, of course, with every marriage, there is a journey. With mm -hmm. a, I guess a lot of things that happen uh, along the lines of experience is getting nuggets of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Has there been one or two nuggets that you felt were spot on? And was there one or two that you felt that may have been misinterpreted throughout the age? Um, yes, I would say something that was spot on to me was you cannot base your marriage off somebody else's marriage because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going on in that household. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that was like, man, was till death do us part. Mm. Mm. I, I agree. I think a lot of people hear that and they don't get the gravity of that yeah you know um we we hear words now like a vow mm -hmm. we hear things now like promises and they're so interchangeable but those words are with the intent of a sort of permanent status mm -hmm. you know? so i i agree with you i agree with you now i feel that's the reason that some of those words have diminished in value is due to media. I think media portrays black relationships in a uh, marketable way, if that makes sense, mm -hmm. where products can be sold and uh, um, things can be stereotypes can be easily enforced in a sense to drive a market, drive people to buy things, um, i.e., I'll give an example. Uh, <laughs> I find that artists sometimes in music sometimes will go with the more controversial things in order to push units. Absolutely. But if if that is what you absorb daily, you know, if if that is your outlet music, if that's what you study religiously, I believe that can skew your view on what you believe to be true or not. Yes. So what are some things you feel? that are, uh, I guess, some outliers that can affect the way people view relationships as a whole? 
Um, for one, like celebrity, mm. like celebrity relationships, and then like the whole romantic comedy genre of mm. movies. Um, yeah, I would say those two things. You know, we just we grow up in this fairy tale world where we think you know romance and all of that is you know the bee's knees and it is it's great it is great but marriage is more than just that mm. okay and let me ask you this okay yes coming from a society that you know i we all know the age of rom-coms of i want us to have an argument and then us make up and be great again and all mm -hmm. that jazz. yeah at what point does the boundary come in where it, you determine that, you know what, this isn't for me. I understand that other people may find this attractive, but uh, I can't get down with that. What, what were some things that you saw personal? And I guess, you know, we can dive more into the personal questions. What are some things that you saw going on in the dating world that you just felt, mm, I hear y'all like that, but not for me? Um. Fun fact, I am ethically non-monogamous, but cheating is a huge thing for me and not, you know, cheating in the physical sense, cheating in the dishonesty sense. Mm -hmm. So that, like I hear y'all like, oh girl, just let him be a man and pretend like it's not happening. No, I'm not going to pretend like it's not happening. It is happening. It is. It's happening. And um, um, I hear y'all, that whole concept of one person, usually the man, being the leader and always being right and the woman just having mm. to submit to him at, at all the time. Mm. Okay, let's get into that. Okay. Patriarchy and misogyny. I, yes. I, I was kind of waiting to get there. Okay. Typically, with the way things are skewed in media, it's kind of shown in that way. And because mm -hmm. it, it, art imitates reality. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that, I guess, kind of stirred the pot for you growing up that you noticed that, you know what, I'm not really for the way this is going? Um. Well, like, I didn't know many married people. Mm. most of the people that I thought were married weren't really married at all. They just kind of lived together and it was just kind of not talked about because you didn't talk about other people's business in 1983, the way that you do now. <laughs> right. And like, You just letting a man do whatever he want to do and talk to you any kind of way. And then like the woman cannot do anything. You know, she mm -hmm. can't even dress how she wants to dress. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, and the, the, the scary part about that is when it become, when it was the norm and now looking at it in the lens of now for what it was. Yeah. You know, all the horrible things I saw that, I shouldn't have seen that I yeah. chalked up to being normal. Um, so 
do you feel trauma affects the way that we perceive those um <laughs> I hate to say fucked up things but the, uh, it is what it is what do absolutely you absolutely um i have a, a a trauma from childhood where you know i was doing something very natural to me and it was really innocent i was leaned up with my arm around my best girlfriend mm -hmm. and was not in any sh shape form or fashion bisexual or lesbian leaning but because it looked that way to my mother she slapped me in front of that girl and like from then on like I buried my tomboy ways and how I carried myself for a long time so yeah and then you know like if you see like if you get a a whooping for just being yourself a lot of us, black, especially a lot of us black kids, we got whoopings for just being ourselves or just breathing too hard. People think that it's funny and it's cute, but you really did get a whooping for breathing too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you this and let's let's go deeper into that. OK. With the way we we're brought up with mm -hmm. the um, don't question an adult. Mm hmm. Does do you think that factors into what we choose in a mate? Uh, I'll ex explain a little bit further. Um, mm -hmm. Some things, uh, a conversation that I, I kind of find recurring with these uh, this women in marriage uh, series is that growing up, you see seeds of things that you don't want to deal with. Mm -hmm. So, what were some of the things that you saw growing up that you that kind of shaped? who you would choose to be your husband or who you would choose to seek out? Oddly, that kind of backfired on me because mm -hmm. like I intentionally tried to choose men who were not cheaters. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I always chose men that were cheaters. Damn. Damn. I always chose men that were cheaters. <laughs> and even on the flip side of that coin, mm -hmm. I cheated a lot. I was just better at, at it than they was. Hmm. So even though I was running from this thing, I didn't want someone to cheat on me. And I justify, well, oh, I didn't cheat on him until after he cheated on me first type type shit but at the mm -hmm. same time two wrongs don't make a right so yeah I would be petty he cheated on me damn I'm right I'm cheating on him too so even though that's something that I intentionally wanted I can remember fun fact my husband is my third husband mm -hmm. I can remember having a conversation with my second husband when we were dating telling him I was like you know look my dad is a cheater my mom was my dad's mistress for over 10 years my grandfather was a cheater. Um, my brother is a cheater. Um, my uncle's kids live with us because they can't live with him. So my uncle is a cheater. I was like, every man in my life is a cheater. And I don't want my man to be a cheater. And shh. man, it was 90 days that man was cheating on me. Damn. Wow. How did and, he he and I still married his ass. So, you know, hey. So... Let me ask. Yes. With with marriage, okay, with, with seeing that. Mm-hmm. 
what I guess what causes us to overlook those things, those red flags? I don't know. I don't know what causes us. I don't know if it was the the sex was good or the uh the idea of the lifestyle that this person provided for me. Like, mm. oh, you know, if I could just deal with this little thing, you know, he was in the military, he could give me a you know, a much better lifestyle than I think it was the idea of the lifestyle that he could give me that I just kind of well, you know, he'll stop once we get a little closer together. The relationship is still new. And then it was, well, he'll stop whenever we get engaged. And then it was, well, he'll stop whenever we get married. And then I was like, girl, bye. Mm. Now, you mentioned that this this is currently your third. This is uh, my third okay. husband. Yes. Okay. Three times a charm. <laughs> It, it it appears to be because I I love y'all's energy, man. Y'all are <laughs> yo, If you if you guys ever get to meet Duchess and Mister, they are just a ball of warmth. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it, but they are. <laughs> um. So this this is what I want to know because I know okay divorce divorce is never easy. It's yes. never it takes its toll on people. I've seen it mm -hmm. personally. Did your expectations, boundaries, or standards change? throughout any of those divorces or marriages? Did Absolutely. They yes. In what yes. ways did they? Um, I will say this. In my first marriage, I was strictly monogamous. And I was in my 20s. So I still had a really starry-eyed idea of how it was going to be. You know, I was like, well, once I have this baby you know, we'll both slow down and we'll stop partying so much and we'll mature. And one of us did mature and one of us did not mature. Mm -hmm. And then in my second marriage, I was leaning into ethical non-monogamy and really wanted to explore that with him mm -hmm. because, you know, he would cheat and he would get caught. And then we would have these, you know, long drawn out conversations of tears and forgivery and uh, things of that nature. And I was like, well, you know, look, there's options, right. you know, there's options, there's different types of lifestyles. If this is something that you want to explore, you know, I've been thinking I might want to explore too, but he couldn't do that right either. Mm -hmm. And so when this relationship came along, I mean, it was just something that we talked about and we're older because I'm also his third long-term relationship as well. So we're able to just have those awkward and hard conversations with each other and mm. compromise. I'm glad you said conversations. Mm-hmm. Communication, we hear communication is key. Mm -hmm. I'm of the volition of this. Tell me the truth at all costs. I don't all give costs. a damn if the world has to burn in order to tell me the truth. I want a jagged little pill. Right. <laughs> straight up. Straight yep. up. I I and I feel like too many people are caught up in I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to show them my true self. They may not like me if they saw me. 
um, one thing about me and my last husband, he would say, well, you know, I don't believe that you're going to be okay with this, but you're doing it anyway. And I'm taking you back. So why wouldn't I be okay with this? I just, I, I don't believe, I don't trust you. I don't believe you. I think that you're, you know, so it's, we don't trust. We don't trust. We're wary. We're skeptical. And we don't let that other person truly in to see sometimes something that we think is ugly. The next person may think is beautiful. Mm. Now, I do have a question in regards to creating that bridge of conversation. Yes. Um, I, I frequently believe that Black women have superpowers. I believe y'all's intuition is unmatched. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I firmly believe that. If um, we ask you a question, we already know the answer. Yes, Lord. Yes, I learned that a long time ago. Yeah. So I had to bump my head a few times. I ain't going to mm -hmm. lie. If we ask you some strange, off-the-wall, specific shit, like, babe. What was you doing? What did you say you was doing on Thursday at three o'clock? Mm -hmm. You caught. It's a wrap, nigga. It's a wrap. <laughs> Just tell the truth, bro. <laughs> Just tell um, the truth. So, hmm, what I I'm trying to get our people to a point because I I really feel like people who listen to this mm -hmm. can relate to these conversations. I'm trying to have those tough conversations, like. We we talk about the wedding and you know and all this how to mm -hmm. set up the mm -hmm. date and all that. Fuck that. How yeah. what are some practices of communication that you implied? You know because uh, I feel like people the art of talking. Yes, people have forgot the art of talking. I find talking in bed while all the lights are off. Is very helpful is to true. open up to your partner mm -hmm. because you know you're already in bed. A lot of times we already just had sex. All of that serotonin and oxytocin is still running through your veins. You know, it still smells like pedussy in the air. It's dark. <laughs> you can't see each other. You don't right. have to look at each other in the face. That is the perfect time to bring up that awkward conversation, unless it's about business or money or something like that. But if it's about your feelings, that is a perfect time to do it. Interesting. Interesting. I've, I, yeah, you're right. Because is whenever I'm in my bed, that is like the final thing of the day. That is the last step of the day. If I can't mm -hmm. relax anywhere, it's got to be here. So I think that's cool. And the intimacy or, involved there, mm -hmm. you know, or like a Sunday morning. Um, I mean, or Saturday morning. Like a Saturday morning, you know, you didn't work, y'all laying in bed. The TV's the TV's still off. That's the perfect time to have that conversation. Mm. And like, if it's about business or something, I suggest the the breakfast table is the best place to talk about a hard business conversation. Hmm. Okay. At the table, it's more formal, it's more structured. You know, you might need to have a pen and paper handy, things of that nature. You know what? I feel that. Um, a money conversation is just as important as a sex conversation, in my opinion. Let's 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 go ahead and get into it because you agree or erotica. Um, <laughs> I've noticed a lot of times people are ashamed or scared to have the sex talk. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one thing 
is how do you expect to give your full self to someone and not discuss that aspect, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be fucking, you know, so let, yeah. let's not act like this person shouldn't know your body like that. Yeah. Um, And I think we're, because we all have a little bit of, well, not a little bit, we all have sex shame, period. No matter what term, I like that. Re- word. No matter what religion you come from, no matter what culture you come from, like even if you grew up in a commune where there was free love and free sex, something there, something there's got to be. A, there's something there because I mean, it's your family, your friends, something there. All of us are sex shamed in some shape, form, or fashion from whatever it is, and. It's just something we do as humans, but we're very ashamed to talk about. That's wild. Now, I've I'll, because this is you guys with with this is honestly for men to hear women talk about. I guess when do you think is an appropriate time when courting, dating, or whatever to have the sex talk. You know, we, we talk about when's a good time to talk about boundaries and uh-huh. you know, things of that nature and expectations. But when's a good time to talk about, you know, sex? I think that if you are monogamous, mm-hmm. then maybe, you know, three dates. Maybe three dates. But for polyamorous, non-monogamous people, mm-hmm. because sex is has a different place in the hierarchy of our lifestyle, mm-hmm. first date. I agree. First date. I agree. Mm. And I, I think regardless of where you stand, whether you're, you know, polyamory or you know, whatever lifestyle you live, just because it's at a different point, it's just as important of a conversation to have if you're going to be transparent. Yeah. Because I think and a he- lot of people are are afraid to discuss their sexual compatibility mm-hmm. because they feel they are compatible in other areas. And I think a lot of yeah. people don't want to feel like they wasted their time. So they try to thug it out, you know, mm. you know, and I mean, and even if you are monogamous, I mean, if you're comfortable about speaking about your sex life to that person and you know what you want, shoot, put it on the table. You might need to shock their ass so they can leave you alone because they're not the one for you. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. You might. You might need to shock their ass because what is the purpose of putting on this show for three dates, you know, when you really were like, look, you know, I like, you know, I, I like impact. I'm into impact play. I think if someone, if you're into impact play, that's something you need to tell somebody very upfront early in the relationship thing. That ain't something that needs to be a surprise to someone now I after can, they've I- developed feelings for you. I can hear the question in the comments already. Could you expound mm-hmm. on what impact play is? Oh, <laughs> if you like, if you like getting spanked. 
Yeah, I, I literally, I literally heard the keys <laughs> typing. <laughs> what does that mean? And then, like, I believe that you should introduce your children early to people. I have mm. a twenty-year-old daughter. And I was always taught, you know, don't bring nobody around your kids. Don't bring nobody yeah. around your kids. But what if you fall in love with somebody and then your kid is a demon spawn? Oh, yes. And them they don't mesh together. And like, you know, that that was a growing pain in our relationship. It took mm -hmm. a, it, you know, it was very delicate around our household with having a teenage daughter and a teenage stepson and a husband all in one household. It was, you know, very touch and go from time to time. But I believe let the kids meet them early. Like mm -hmm. this mom's friend, period. This mom's friend. Uh, okay. I can, I can see that. I can see that because it's, it's, it gets to a phase of awkward sometimes, and kids aren't necessarily uh, discreet. And, and I'm gonna say this, even though it, I may get they may take my mother card away. What if you don't like that badass kid and you don't want to be with them? <laughs> you don't fell in love with them, and then they finally let you meet the kid after seven months of dating, and you like, oh, look, look. You need to put a switch on that kid's ass. Look, I'm so glad you brought it up first because I'm I'm gonna be totally transparent with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I tried it. I tried it a couple times. I when I was dating, I tried dating you know women who had kids, and it was my I guess it was my choice in women, but it was either a bad dynamic with the father of the children. Or my personal bad dynamic with the children not um, being uh, respectful to myself. Uh -huh. And the instant that I see that a child is not respectful to another person, I'm not going to linger for long. Because uh -huh. I, I feel like at that point in my life, I'm an adult. I, I don't have to deal with anything I don't want to deal with. So uh -huh. where she felt <laughs> I was... Uh, <laughs> given up soon i felt like, i was keeping my peace yeah mm, i don't know i don't know right. but i mean you know i have i have you know i'm a an alternate i live an alternative lifestyle i have very alternative views like you know don't even invite me to no kid stuff not really <laughs> not even to the birthday parties not really no i cash up the baby something <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. That's funny. My baby is twenty years old. I cash. I cash up the baby something. Here you go. Man. Let me buy the cake. I'll buy the cake. Oh, shit, I don't even do that. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. I, I so I can. Go. I can definitely see that. Like if I didn't have a kid, mm -hmm. I. You know, I can see that. If you know, if I can see that. What if you don't like that little kid? Could Could I ask you a question? Yes. Um, now, after after my bad experience, mm -hmm. my preference has changed. Mm -hmm. I got to a point where I said, well, if she has kids, uh, I can't do it. Okay, now, that's fair. I came out and said that publicly. Mm -hmm. They ate I you got, alive, didn't oh you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I yeah. thought I was doing mm -hmm. the right thing by explaining mm -hmm. why and not lying. Mm -hmm. So why is it? And I, um, I got to ask you this. Why is it that 
people feel that we can have a preference, mm-hmm. but at the same time, when we state a preference, it's an issue coming from a black woman. Now, I'm not saying like I prefer white women because I don't like black women. I ain't talking about them. No. Yes. I'm saying if I state that I have a preference, let's say I I go on Facebook right now and be like, man, I love a dark skinned woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get chewed out <laughs> being anti. Why is it seem to be OK for a woman to have a public preference and not a male? Because of the patriarchy. Because the patriarchy has made us think that men's decisions weigh more than women's decisions when really they're equal. I agree. Men's decisions don't weigh more. Just like, you know, a man's decision to be uh, a man whore doesn't weigh too much. You know, it weighs, you know, a few dimes. It doesn't weigh that much. But a woman's decision to be a whore weighs a lot. Mm. So therefore, we're conditioned to think that a man's decision to have a preference weighs a lot. It doesn't weigh a lot. But we think that it does. But it doesn't weigh a lot. Just like our, and we think that our decision to have a preference only weighs a little bit because we're women. Mm. When really the decisions are equal. Because men and women are equal. Man, you just made some shit make sense for me. 100%. 100%. Because I'll be honest with you, the reason that a lot of guys aren't having these barbershop talks out in public is because the backlash. It just feels like whenever we're we're invited, it feels like a trap, honestly. I, I hate to say it that way. It feels like we're invited to this dinner table. It's glorious. There are candles, nice food. But the instant we pick up a fork, we're attacked or it's poison. And so it's just taught a lot of men to shut up. So mm-hmm. the the men on marriage was me just creating that safe space to just, whether you said something controversial or not, talk your shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I want to do the same thing for you guys. Yeah. So, and yeah. we, they really feel that way. And so we can't negate their feelings. Because they really feel that way. They really believe that in their heart of hearts. So we do got to find a delicate balance in order to communicate better with each other. How do we do that? Like, how how do a stranger, because everyone's quick to get offended. Let's Mm -hmm. let's just call a spade a spade. Mm -hmm. How do we, as a community, because I can't talk for everybody, I just want to start with us, Black people first. No disrespect mm-hmm. to other people who are listening. It's just this series is catered to my people. Okay. As black people, how can I set the table to invite black women for a dialogue that doesn't appear to be loaded? You know, how can I make you welcome to a conversation, black women? I think that once you start to put your video footage up and women, see that it is an open dialogue that the uh, that the other women that you have interviewed are able to express themselves freely and openly then they will they will be more open to it mm. Mm. but i think i answered the question wrong because you were talking about as a community right i'm gonna be honest with you yes but 
that answers a question that we had off camera because oh, okay. for, for those of you who, who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, I'll explain. Um, <laughs> I did an open casting call for these series of interviews on Facebook and I had well over 30 women instantly reply and I booked them. And out of the 14, 15, 16 or so that I had booked, only three actually showed up. Now I know some people have things come up. I get that. But not that many coincidences in the world. Jelly, you know get nervous, you know. Yeah. So I just I want to create a space where you don't have to feel like this is loaded. This is not a chat room. This is just us having open free dialogue. It's not even live. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and like from a community standpoint, I think we need to. I saw something recently. Um, I'm working on a workshop and I'm going to call it the salon. Mm. I think we need to bring back that concept of salon where we're getting together to talk about things. You know, we get like, cause you know, we have kickbacks, we get together, we play space, we dance, we have lifestyle parties, Damn. but are we getting together to talk to each other? Cause I think that a lot, when you're in a big crowd and there's lots of women commenting on something in social media, you know, there is a lot of because you can't hear tone and things of that nature in chat. But when you're sitting across from someone and, you know, you got good sage in the air and it's a, a safe space where people can talk, I think those are the types of conversations that can really change people's mindset mm. i i like that idea i like that idea i i miss those days of just a good old unplugged round table yes of just different views i i've attended a few actually where um <laughs> uh, ironically my first one i attended was actually at a church Didn't okay that would happen Blue okay um because i i grew up uh Pente well apostolic which is very similar to Pentecostal. So it was very uh -huh. and there was a round table at Sunday school that was with the young adults and it was just free. And I was like, where can I create this and keep this going for us? Because uh -huh. it didn't feel like you were talking to someone who expected something out of you. you yeah. Know? It just was just people bearing themselves. And it was interesting. It was, it, it made us closer. There's a comedian. It's the show's on HBO Max. And so like every week they pick a topic and they have these salon conversations about these particular topics. And then she goes off and she does some commentary. But I think we need to bring that back because, you know, if you think about it, like all of our black Greek organizations, our fraternal organizations are afropunk music festival all of those things started off as a group of a small group of black folks got together and had a talk and decided let's do this together mm -hmm. you know and you know they had some intelligent conversation and they made some shit happen i think we could do the same thing with relationships and marriage and sex and things of that nature i agree I think the the instant we can create that space where people feel comfortable, mm -hmm. I think a lot more um, points of view will emerge. You know, yes. when people have the courage of not being judged. 
Mm-hmm. We can have these conversations more honestly because it feels like a lot of people are just capping. They're just lying. Just yeah. out loud, you know. And then, you know, uh, earlier we talked about being submissive. You know, I feel like submissiveness has a place. I am my husband's submissive, different kind of submissive, but I am. <laughs> and I think, you know, for in today's age and society, if a woman went online and was like, you know, I can't wait to get married so that I can be submissive to her husband, the rest of the women would be like, don't mm-hmm. do, you know what I'm saying? They would eat her alive. So I, you know, I believe in like openness, even on both ends of the spectrum. So even like those perspectives, people are even afraid to express themselves in that way because they're afraid of being canceled and things of that nature. Yeah, boo, boo that. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 telling the truth is going to get us canceled, I don't want any part of it. I'm just yeah. going to be honest with you. I'd rather live in truth rather than be around a bunch of people who are fronting and they know they're fronting. Yeah. Because I feel at the end of the day, when it's just you by yourself, you cannot bullshit yourself. You can yeah. try. Yeah, you, you know. can try. But you can't. <laughs> but like, you know, just we're afraid. We're afraid to even express ourselves and what we want to even our partners because we're afraid of what they're going to think or say or feel about us. Isn't that scary? Like we're so ready yes. to commit to someone, but so afraid to reveal yourself. Yes. Like I can imagine, like I know some people, you know, they're so excited about their wedding and like, girl, for real, you, mm-hmm. you, for real. But then at the same time, you got to be happy because you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So this is it's such a double edged sword. But I think that, you know, people who have successful long marriages, they're not really telling us the real secret and how they do it. They just, you know, throwing a bunch of, oh, you know, we just, some old cliche. You know what I'm saying? You know how they just, oh, you know, we just, just learn to love each other, I guess. No, tell me what you did exactly. Right. And you, you said it. Honestly, earlier, we see these celebrities and, and try to imitate what we believe that they're doing for happiness. Mm-hmm. And your your marriage is catered to you guys. Y'all have your Absolutely. own fit marriage. So the best way to have the best one is to know each other the best way you can. Right? And I think another thing is like, so we're so afraid to try new things because we say, well, oh, mom and daddy did it this way. Big mom and big daddy did it this way. Uncle and auntie did it this way. You know, it's okay if you choose to do your marriage a different kind of way. It's okay. I agree. Um, and and that's where the standards kind of clash with uh generational standards Mm -hmm. versus personal standards because you're doing what you feel other people expect of you to do Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily benefiting you yeah and i imagine two people doing that and i can see how it wouldn't work i can i oftentimes I think, you know, what my mom might would think about my lifestyle <laughs> in being polyamorous. I um I don't know. I mean, she was polyamorous herself just on a different side. You know, she was my my father's mistress for 
over 10 years. So she herself was polyamorous. So I don't know. I don't know how she would feel. I don't know. But my family is very supportive of my decision and my lifestyle. I think that's amazing. A lot of people don't have that support. Exactly. That don't. I. If you can brave it out to still pursue your happiness, I will salute you even more. Yeah, I feel like me they and me, you can eat. You can come eat in my house. I, I, look, I was just about to say, like <laughs> that's the thing. I think people sometimes are not seeing that when you're true to yourself, you will find your tribe. Absolutely. Because let me tell you, let me tell you, the cashmere room <laughs> is family. It is family. It True. is family. I really love it. So now, Duchess, yes. uh, I, I I love to leave the floor open to uh, for you to tell folks what you got going on. So uh, what, what, what do you have coming up here soon? Um, coming up soon on June the 4th, I have kinks and cocktails in Gulfport, Mississippi. It's like an intimacy workshop. Uh, one of my good cashmere room sisters, Miss Jennifer Thomas, is putting it on. She is a sex doula and she's going to be speaking. I'm going to be speaking. I think there's going to be a BDSM demonstration. Um, you can get tickets from my link tree that will be in the comment section of this. I'll make sure that you get it. And those tickets, I think they're $50 for a couple. And, um, you know, a couple can be two, two girlfriends come together. That could be a couple or, you know, you and your, you and your side piece could be a couple. <laughs> so, you know, you got to be creative right. <laughs> if you want to come to it. And then in July, I will be performing on the main stage at Naughty in New Orleans. Yeah. The largest lifestyle convention in the continental United States of America. And I think it's going to be their first time having erotic poetry there. So I'm very excited. Uh, just came back from doing Exotica in Chicago. So fingers crossed. Maybe I'll get to go to uh, D.C. in December. I would love to go to D.C. Exotica. Oh, my God. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Now, don't forget. Don't let's let's, let's, let's plug your podcast too. Now, let's. Po oh, I will. My bad. My bad. I, well, my bad. Okay. So yes, <laughs> cut all of that out. That was that when I paused. So yes, I am Duchess Kashmir, the griot erotica, the pussy preacher, the female dolomite, the sexy shit talker, the orgasm orator. I come to serve the tea, artistically nasty. I tell erotic stories, pussy poetry, MILF monologues on a podcast called The Cashmere Room. You can find my story streaming live on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and I think Stitcher and Google. Mm -hmm. um, my next episode is episode number 30. It's called Big Mama Energy, and it's an ode to being a grown woman. Ooh. And doing grown woman things. Look, I'm here for it. I already follow <laughs> as well. So let's see what I did there. Uh, but <laughs> um, I I love it. Listen, if you Thank look you. for something grown to listen to, some grown. This this it now look. 
Don't be at work playing this in the background now, because I am no. not responsible for what the people are gonna be asking you about. Yeah, headphones I, in. You know what I mean? Hey. I have a growing number of fans who love to have sex to my podcast. A lot of them that's 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 the conversation that they're giving me that they're they're making love to the cashmere room. So I'm very excited. I can see why. Yeah. I can totally see why. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. That's thank you. Do. Thank you. All right. Well, Duchess, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> and um doing this interview with me. This this one-on-one conversation honestly was a long time coming. We mm-hmm. should have did this a long time ago. Actually, we were supposed to, but adults be adulting. Adults be adulting. Yeah. Yep. So we will have to do this again. I'm gonna have to get yes. you physically here next time you're in town. Yes. Because you you really want to be right across from me, Jim. Yes. I'm sorry, I sir. You really want to be right across from me, sir. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I want the smoke. Um, because honestly, we need to do a candid conversation. And yes. candid convos are typically if we can help it in person. Because okay. conversations are different virtually versus in person. Absolutely. People, you know. The energy so, yeah. is different, definitely different. I want to breathe your air. Yes, ma'am. My ass for the breathing for you. Sure. <laughs> the, the way, because to those of you that don't know, um, she's featured on the safe word before. And um was posted here. The safe word. Shout out to Mr. Everlasting and Mystique. And um it was a glorious time, a great conversation. Yes, and I was like, ah, oh, I can't wait to interview it myself. I can't wait to interview myself. <laughs> So we definitely well, then it's unfinished. Then, so you know, we still have to. We can have to continue manifesting that until yes, we get ma'am. it. I have a a bucket list on my wall of conversations, mm-hmm. candid combos I want to do, and you're mm-hmm. on my wall. Okay. Oh. So yes, ma'am. Just wanted you to know that. Okay. All right, but well, Duchess, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Moon. Thank you. Give my regards to Mister. And I will. This has been your boy, sir, Duchess Cashmere of the Cashmere Room, and we are out. Thank you. Hey, this is Mystique. This is Mr. Everlasting. And this is the safe word. Safe word. Y'all make sure y'all join us every first and third Friday of the month. Every month. We are in season three. Season three. Y'all already know what it is, man. Tap in.